Hello, everyone. Welcome to this new episode of um, Basket News Talks. And I'm Ugar Karaja. I'm with um, Monaco coach Zvezdan Mitrovic. Coach, welcome. Thank you very much. Um, actually, I would like to start like you seem to be a mysterious figure to some European basketball followers because um, you coached many teams in Ukraine in many places in Europe and also the Montenegro national team. Um, you had some spells that lasted long, but some of them uh, lasted very, not that long, let's say. Um, but not many people know where you come from, actually. How did you get into basketball coaching? Because you became a coach at the age of 30 in Budukmash. <laughs> like. I started coaching the team like 30 years ago in Podgorica in Montenegro. Um, like everybody be play basketball there, you know. And after when I finished the basic school army, I started to be assistant coach in uh, Pro B division in, in, in uh, like ex Yugoslavia. And this is my start, like I had 22 and uh, starting in one small team, uh, Titograd, this was Podgorica name before, and after I continued in Budućnost, worked with the different, you know, selection, starting with the assistant coach, but I worked with the cadets, junior team, young team, and uh, working in San Montenegro, like, uh, you know, they give me some chance to work with, uh, like, Pro B Division, with the players older than me in Budva, for example, was, you know, Budva, this touristic, Famous city in Montenegro. I work with the team in the Pro B division in, in, in Yugoslavia, and for me it was really priceless experience when you're coaching the team when you are younger than half of the team. Yeah, and I started in Montenegro, and after after Budućnost and Euroleague, and I, I, I decide to open the new page to be head coach in Ukraine. Okay, um, you actually mentioned about some great names that you work with. Um, one of them was Muto Nikolic, I guess, and one another, another was um, Bogdan Tanjevic, uh, if I uh, say that correct. I mean, he also started coaching very young uh, in the 70s uh, with the legendary uh, Bosna team. Um, did you have any kind of... Um, Showing moment with, with all those, or can you can you share with us those for experiences? Me, yeah, yeah. For me, I was okay. Mutanikovic is some small part, but more in this period, I worked with uh, Dusko Vershovic. Dusko Vershovic, we, we worked like two seasons together with uh, our young team, you know. And for me, it's very important part of my career. Uh, it's like. Like it's so old school, we work like every day five, six hours with a, with a junior team, and uh, no, this is a serious, serious part. But before, I work with some coach. Is not no, but Bojanic is very was you know, focused coach who, you know, teach me a lot. Especially in this moment, it's very you know when I start, information was the key problem. You know, information, and the guy. Is always we, we I remember this VHS, VHS uh, you know videotapes from states and uh, we start to watch analyze especially this NCA system games you know this was like my 
education. Okay, you have officially school and everything for the coaching clinics, but, but when you start and sit and repeat and watch all this NCA system, great coaches, you know, this is for me was, was great school. After Dushko Yoshevich, basic fundament, I think like my basketball uh, university, to be honest, these two years spent with Dushko. But after I visit a lot of, lot of clinics, a lot of seminars, I work with the Bogdan, with, uh, uh, with Malkovic, with uh, Pesci. I have really, uh, you know what is, was great? The team producers, the president and all, all these guys, they send me everywhere on this clinic, on everywhere to, to, you know, for me it was very, very important, you know, to be close to work on a court with such a, like great names in for in Yugoslavia, in uh, Yugoslavia basketball team. And after with of course one period with Dudevkovic follow him and Željko I remember be, became uh, uh, 2015 when I finished my job in Ukraine, started the war and all the problem. I have some empty period, not all season. I came here in Fenerbahce <laughs> across the street. I stay follow the Željko's uh, system uh, practicing and everything, you know, and I was really lucky because I have good connection with all these good, good coaches and I can follow all, all this uh, situation. I think this part of education for the, especially for the young coaches, is very, very important. Yeah, of course. I mean, you summarized it very well and you brought us to some new places with those new names and the, all those names. Um, it's hard to imagine to work with all those people. Um, but if we may say that you are kind of a builder coach because um, you are going to the projects that are fledgling, that are burgeoning, that are starting um, uh, just in the beginning of things. When you went to Ukraine, you you worked uh, for Himik and then uh, Krivas Basket and then Budivendik, I guess. Um, they were young projects. And then you got attracted to um, another relatively young projects uh, in Aswell and then Monaco. Um, Monaco and Aswell and Monaco. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly, to be exact. Um, <coughs> can we say that are you particularly attracted to this new kind of uh, projects and do you, do you see these projects as a challenge for yourself? Well, listen, when I signed to Himik, for example, U Ukraine, I was assistant coach in Euroleague, you know, and I want really to show, to start to work like a head coach in Montenegro and in, in Serbia and Yugoslavia was very difficult. All this best team with the head coach and huge competition. I, I really try to, to, to try to do, you know, my job like a head coach. I work in Pro B division and everything. I was young and I was 32. In yeah, 2002, I signed in Himik. It was the good project team from uh, second division go to like Pro A and uh, team with uh, I think the best facilities, the one of the best gym I ever worked in my life in Himik in Yuzhny. You have the, I think the best gym for, for, for practicing and conditioning. It's not only my word, it's word of uh, David Blatt, uh, Dudevkovic and all this guy who visit. And we, my job was only coaching the team. I do, for me it was like, goals and, and, and my project to build some pyramid, you know, like in, in uh, old Yugoslavian school. To start with the young guys, to start to educate some new coaching stuff, new system. And, and, and I 
It's my five years I work in, in first my job in Himik. It's maybe very similar when I came to Monaco, it was like probably I I start in March, like uh, three months before the end of the season. I start to coach in the team and we finish in the first place and after we start to play French French uh, league. And uh, I can compare this is little little you know, in Monaco it's not the pyramid, you don't have this young select okay. But we, we start to fight from Pro B division and go like we you know I, like five, six years, you know, Monaco is really growing up and they make good result in starting with Champions League, Euro Cup and now in Euro League. It's a serious project and like you said, big challenge for me to starting from, you know, like bottom. Yeah. If you if you can say bottom from the B division. But um, with my experience from Ukraine, maybe it's helping me to, to start to, to do my job in, 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 in France. Um, all those jobs were quite successful. Not every one of them finished with trophies, but um, your teams did very well. I mean, everybody saw what you have done uh, lately with us well. At the beginning of uh, EuroLeague season, then COVID came and then uh, things fell apart. Also, what you've done in EuroCup with us well, it was very good, solid defensive team. And uh, also Monaco, you became the EuroCup champions, obviously. Um, but then after the EuroCup trophy, um, now EuroLeague is another challenge and the whole team, the entire team almost um, changed. So there was a transformation of shell, if we may say that. Um, how did you, uh observe this kind of transformation i mean it's not an easy thing uh so many players are coming from so many places rob gray was last year in last year's team but in this year's team he's another role um donatas motionas came from china the uh gone uh dwayne bacon came donta hall came alpha diallo um all those players all How did, team, yeah. mike james yeah yeah new team and you know when you go I think, okay, Euro Cup is a great competition, but Euro League is absolutely new level for all of us. Not only about the team, about the organization and everything. Euro League is Euro League. And uh, like you said, we, we, we change team. Some players want to stay, some players, okay, we understand they, they are not the level of the Euro League. And we start to build absolutely new team. Uh, from the beginning with one idea and after, with some new sponsors and some new, you know, we can start, we can sign some like uh, bigger names or some players with uh, some more experience or like I said, some veteran Euroleagues. And uh, this is definitely for us huge problem, how to build the new team with the new 14, 15 players. And uh, this is the problem when I, now I have problem. Of course, we need like say 15 players different, you know, part, different level and uh, age, of course, you have young guys, experience. And I think this is the process now we need to survive. We need to survive some, like I say, like kids disease, you know, when you start to building new competition, new team and everything. And I think our games show some moment, our, our, our problems when we play some moment great games and after we're going down and definitely uh 
this is not easy, like I said. We need to build one team, and for the future, we want to have some good basis, some good fundament, and after we can, you know, change or, you know, sign new players or, I don't know. But the, for me, it's very, very important because Monaco is always changing the team from season to season because the goals are always goes like higher and higher, no? First, our goal in, in when we start to play from Pro B to stay in the league, to stay in Pro A is normal and logical thing. But, or to start to fight for the playoffs. But first three years, when I coaching the team, we are finished in the first place. Okay, we didn't want the title, but we won some uh, leaders' cup. And it was good, you know, but every year you have new, new goals, uh, new ambitions, and of course you, you, you change. Or, like you have, like, remember Brandon Davis play here after the Jalgiri signed him, or some players, they going on the next level, like I said, higher level. They show great game in Monaco, and after they going up, and that was you know, different things. It was very difficult in some moments to, to keep the team, you know, the, 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 the base to, to, to stay, like some players to stay from two, three, four seasons. It was very difficult now. But now we really want to change kind of politics. You want to, you know, select the team. And okay, of course, we can make mistakes. This is absolutely normal in, in, in this part of the world. But uh, yeah, like you said, this is now for us big challenge and, and will be, will be it's not easy, you know, with the new 15 players, with the two different uh, competition to, to build one good good team with a good chemistry and everything. It's, it's, it's uh, a good system in defense and offense. Def you know, this is this is problem. But I think it's for all teams. As you follow Euroleague teams, how they start to build. You have experience with the, all the teams when they start, how they look now. This is our first year. We are rookies and we understand our pluses or minuses, I think we perfectly understand. As I said in the beginning, Monaco is mysterious, you're also mysterious. What is um, um, this year's goals? Because people were not very sure what to expect from this Monaco team. Okay, they start very, after two games, when you want like <laughs> a playoff, some, no. I think our goal is really to build the, the, the team, to build a good system and good organization. For, I think this is a goal for Monaco for this season. And of course, to try to, you know, to play good basketball, to make maximum victories. But uh, this is our goal from, from the beginning. But you see what's happened now. Without some point guy like Leo Westerman, is very important player for our team. He's out now for the six week. I don't know, like six weeks. Um, it's like two months without basketball. And we have only like one pure point guard. Lee, who is the first time this on, on the on the level, first time he played competition like Euro, Euro, Euro League, and even play Euro Cup, you know, it's very difficult for him, but he's better and better every day. And uh, this is the problem when you say about about everything. We really try to be serious part, not from one one season in Euro League. We want to stay, we want to fight in every game, but uh, we understand it's, it's not easy. Now the old team's waking up, you know, he had problem. For example, tomorrow we play against Fenerbahce. For me, the team is top five, six teams in Euroleague, but in a problem now. And uh, we have now very tough, difficult schedule for next month because we play away game against a team who is on the bottom, but in Euroleague, no easy team. 
we play in Zalgiris, in Kaunas against Zalgiris, we play Alba, Berlin there, you know, Milano, after three losses, you know, we have really, really tough schedule in December. And uh, if we survive on a good way, maybe we can have some chance in the, in the next part of the season to fight for some, you know, better result. Okay, um, when we look at your basketball style, um, obviously you have a style, because when you look at your teams, uh, they are usually, no matter what league they are playing in, um, they like transition, and they like offensive boards, and they push the tempo high, and uh, they like some exciting basketball. So when you look at the points per game thing, uh, your teams are always on the top. Can we say that this is a stylized thing for your side? You like that? <laughs> I like, but this season, unfortunately, you know, before if you follow my team, my team play one of the best defense, but this season we are one of the worst team in the EuroLeague. Uh, this is not a secret, of course, and we have huge problem in our defense. Offensively, we are we score a lot of points, but we are not great. If you see our percentage, is terrible. But this is like we say, tempo, rebounding, running. You know, try to score some easy points. I like I like this type of the game, you know. But basically, uh, it's much better. If this, this type of the game is the product of our good defense, but unfortunately we are far away from the system of the game that I really like and I prefer. We are far away. I know it's not easy to build good system defensive first of all. Offensively, I have some. I have talented players to. to everybody can score in different way, but uh, defensively, uh, I am absolutely. I'm not happy how we how we look like now. How we play um, this like last month. Yeah, last month. Yeah. Um, talking about defense, you are very correct about um, that Monaco team, for instance, uh, that reached the final in the Basketball Champions League was a very good defensive team as well as an offensive team. You lost to Ajax, uh, which had a miraculous season. And also that Oswald team fighting in the Euro Cup, you had a very good defensive efficiency uh, as it is reflected in the figures. But also one thing that uh, is really discernible is that your zone defenses because you like to uh, play with different type of zones like starting with one one three and then after the first pass you turn to two and three zone. Um, what is this zone thing come from? I mean, uh, this is alternative. You know, I always, you know, we're talking about us well, or, or, or Monaco in Champions League or Monaco last season. Uh, for the last season, we our pick-and-roll defense was one of the best pick-and-roll defense in Euro Cup. This is not my role. This is analyzer, the coaches, and, and, and everybody. Uh, for this season, I have huge problems with pick-and-roll and everything. And I always try to have some alternative defense, like zone or something like this, to can help you in some moments, you know, in some crisis or something like this. And of course, like a coach, I, I, I always have some I, some zone. You know, one way you, you when you're working on a practice, you you practicing your zone, but on one way, on different, you attacking the zone. Especially in French league, we have a lot of teams who play zone, and we need to be ready for the our offense for the zone defense. But it is like both way. I use sometimes. You see that, for example, we have this season, CSKA Moscow. We have, our zone helping a lot. We have some games they they really change in in the in the French league too. We change the game, 
Uh, this is one of the tables I'm not super fan of zone defense, but you need to find some alternative to protect your, your basket and just simple like this. You know. This is uh, I more prefer more aggressive defense, more pressure on the ball. Individual responsibility for me is a key, but I, like I said before, I, I'm honest with you, I'm, we are far, far away from the good defense. Huh? Can we say that you're a player's coach? Because once you work with a player, they improve, apparently. I mean, going very back in the history, Sergei Lischuk, you remember, Artyom Parahuski, um, who made a, a great improvement back, back in time, Brandon Davis, as you, as you talked, and many, many players. I mean, Matthias Lussart, he just uh, made a contract with the EuroLeague team after uh, some time with uh, EuroCup, D-Boss, and players like this, countless. Are you a player's coach? I, do you have a good dialogue with them? I mean... I think uh, we really like when, when I coach in the team. Okay, now it's very difficult when we, when we talk about EuroLeague, and, uh, but I really always try to to find with my assistant coaches, of course, to, to work on uh, individual skills of my players, you know. I really want, I have this like basic practice, like minimum one or two practice per week with individual drills with my players, you know. Basic fundament skills, passing, shooting, everything. And after, during the game, I really try to find the, we have a great example for Jakuba Kvatara from Pro, Pro B. After one year of good hard working, the, the, the guy was signed the NBA and uh, okay, some contract. I'm not happy because he resigned because I think he made me say we go there. But from after one season, from player from Pro B division, he was national team invitation friends and contract in the NBA because he worked. But this is, was the moment when Monaco played only French league, and we have a lot of time, lots of space to, to, to play. And of course, we have some, like I said, Theo Maledon, the guy who I really push in the fire, and, and he really, you know, proved that he's a good guy. A lot of players, Brando, it's not only about the young players. I really like to, to give the chance to the some guy, to Amara C, here, like second, second youth when he come. When we sign him, they, everybody will come, okay, he's finished, but he plays, he's still playing now in, in, in Pro A. And uh, I think this is the reason we take really care about our players. Uh, I have, this is, I need, I need to say, perfect, I have the great stuff around me. My colleagues, my assistants, physical, individual, all, all of our, my team, they're really focused on, on our players. Now we have a lot of individual work with our guys. And I think some of these guys will be much, much better for the next season. Yeah, we're coming to the end, but uh, I have one or two maybe questions more. Um, you are have a good, you are having a good dialogue with the players, but sometimes you have some um, strong dialogues with the, with the referees, I guess. Uh, in EuroLeague, you got four technicals, and also we remember um, the Le Mans game uh, back in, I think, the French playoffs, where you got ejected after two technicals. Um, I think you, you don't put yourself too much into, in, into your inner world, let's say. You just put it out. Oh. Okay, about referees, <laughs> okay, different story. I have technical fouls and everything. I hope this season I'm much better than I was before and last season in EuroCup. But okay, I think it's some, maybe some emotional reaction or some situation, something. And I think, first of all, 
like I make a joke, my, my baby face, when I start to argue, somebody thinks they are too aggressive, but they are not. You know, I look maybe more aggressive when I start to express my, my, my some emotion than, than some, some different, you know, coaches. Yeah, but with the players and everything, I think, okay, when, when the game is over or everything, we shake hands with the, this referee, I, we jump and we, I don't know, technical fouls go out, go inside. Like professionals, we finished our job, everybody shake the hands and we finish on a good way. But during the game, it's, it's like small war, but war, in, in, I think, in a positive way. And, you know, when you give 100% with you, with your players, with, uh, on, on, your, on your practicing, on, on everything, and when you start to recognize some mistakes on the court, uh, sometimes it's very difficult to control your emotions. You know? And of course, it's a good um, clue uh, that you leave everything behind after the game because you just uh, came up with a champagne uh, to <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Yosikevichus. Uh, yeah. okay. What was it about? It's a celebration. That's what they do in Monaco. I just, you know, I'm waiting for, for it was a press conference. And Okay, first we are very good friends. He's, he's a really great guy and I really am happy how... His career is going and going. He is really one of the now best coaches in Europe. But uh, basically, you know, it was happened spontaneous. You know, they have some like VIP rooms. The, the people are just waiting for the for the press conference, and I saw the champagne of course, I grab, give it. It's just spontaneous moment. I think it's normal. But it was great. On they're looking great on on, on after I saw the the, the video. <laughs> okay. But he's a great guy, and uh, I really tried with all my colleagues to have a good relation um, before, after the game. You know, we are, okay, we understand on the court we go and fight against each other, but we, we everybody, we eat the same bread and, and we live the same life, and um, I really try. I am not too old, but I have 30 years behind my back. I, I, I work like a coach, I live, last 20 years I'm like, um, Foreigner, you know, it's up different than, than, than you're working. And I, I, I perfectly understand all my colleagues, you know. And uh, this is my way, I really try, really, I, I, I don't have, I think, during my career, problems with the, with the, with the colleagues, it was like, I don't know, zero, zero, one percent maybe. Okay, last question. I know this is a hard question to answer, but everybody's, I think, uh, having some kind of, um, um, they're wondering about what happened in Oswell uh, because you were going well. Everything looked nice. You got some very shiny wins against Seska and some other teams. But then after January, you were gone. Um, I think there was a um, misunderstanding or just not very complying principles between you and the Oswell administration, or Tony Parker. Is that what happened? <laughs> Like say, we start Euroleague, and after half season, it was like best surprising team in Euroleague. Yeah, Hassel, make some good wins, ten wins, I don't know. And Corona start, everybody go home, and we start to prepare the, the new season. In one moment, I have the message for the my G my agent GM from Hassel call that we they want to separate the contract. That's all. For me, it was really huge surprise. Huge surprise. 
and uh, because we have good result, we we was in a we we we, we finish. I remember the last game we play against Monaco and we beat Monaco, you know, 20 points. We have great play, great game. We was set on the first place with Monaco and uh, Dijon. We are in a good position in a, in a Euroleague, you know, for the rookies, great. Young prospects gro growing up. And uh, Maledon play, Matthew Stancel play, you know, young kids play with a good result. Everything was great. I was really happy. I think my, my best season, season before, I won the cup and, and, uh, and the championship. Of course. And for me, it was really, you know, I saw in, in one, in L'Equipe, after, I didn't want to give no interviews about all this situation because, you know, the things going on a French court, you know, and uh, yeah, this is a process in France because it's a French uh, lawyer law, la la la. My advocate do this. This is not. I didn't want to zero interview about all these things, but after one year, okay, journalists in France, you know, they really want to ask me, and uh, I explain like now. I say this is for for me it was really, you know, strange. Like you know, in in a Western movie, when somebody hit you in the back. Because I, I don't expect this. Because I have perfect relation with Tony, with uh, everybody. Now I have normal relation with uh, TJ and uh, with all stuff, uh, uh, all these guys from, from Asheville. I have great memories in Asheville. I, don't, I, I cannot be like, it's just starting, if you know, uh, COVID is start, we everybody, you know, at home and start to preparing, I think, for the new season. But, okay, I understand this is a life. President, they, the guy who make decision, and he he changed me. But for me, just this is the problem because he can make some, you know, call or something like this. But okay, uh, this is our, you know, life, coach's life. And uh, but this was absolutely for me to be honest. I don't have zero problems during my work in Asheville, and I only have good, great memories from Asheville and from Lyon. Coach, um, I, I appreciate that. Uh, that was a really sincere talk. Uh, thank you. And um, from Basket News Talks, um, I think this is the end of our interview with uh, Monaco coach Vezdan Mitrovic. Um, I hope that you're going to have a great season and uh, I hope you reach your goals and many goals more. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.